I'm your host, Michael Reggie, here with my main man, Clifford Jordan Jennings. Hola. What up? Nothing was happening. I see you in new digs. I'm in the dungeon now. Welcome to the dungeon. You know the dungeon <laughs> oh, that's jungle, jungle, damn it. <laughs> hey, man, it looks good, though. It looks crisp. Mm-hmm. Doing a little, a little something, something. Doing a little something, you know? something. I like my little setup. It's nice. I like it, man. Little box. Is this also you double as your office? I see the uh, the work phone behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Gotta have the old school telephone, eh? This, this that communication station right here. <laughs> right next to the uh, furnace. I'm sure that never gets loud. <laughs> On occasions. You know, hey, man. I feel it. We used to have ours down in the uh, the basement as well, so I get it. Yeah, on occasions, but you know. How you been? How's the week? It was all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It went by pretty quick. Sure you were busy continuing moving stuff? Or did you yeah. get most of that done last weekend? I finished up most of it. Sunday. Okay. But there's still some stuff back at the house I gotta get, but gotcha. not nothing major. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's always a pain in the ass. I get it. Yeah, gotta get that cleaned out and shit. It's always something dumb, you know? It's always something. You got any- I was almost late. Almost late? You were late. I wasn't late. Yes, you were. I was signed on, right on at like eight seven or nine seventeen. That ain't right. <laughs> a wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he meets. Uh, <laughs> um, you got any advertence to get us going? I don't know if I have an advert. This could be a shit show of a show then. Let's roll. 
Yeah, I don't know. I had I, I don't I don't remember having an inadvert prepared. I've been having, you know, you've had, a, lot going you've on. had a lot going on. And similarly, my week was a little slam this week too. So I'm trying to, I, I will start off with, uh, I did give uh, Skull and Bone. Uh, I at least played it for an hour tonight. I'm not not really digging it. I'm not really You're not. It. Uh, <laughs> now, that being said, I think I'm still in like the tutorial stuff, so I'm not willing to scrap it yet. But did not yeah. exceed expectations. <laughs> needs, I heard some needs things. improvement. <laughs> the only reason why I didn't really get it aside from the things I heard was they don't have any sort of online PVP. Are you sure about that? Because I feel like people were attacking me in the starting zone. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but that, that's just you on your voyage. Yeah. So it gives me, without playing it, it gives me like early days of Grand Theft Auto Five vibes where you're just trying to get your mission done, but people keep bothering you in your own world. Yeah. That's that sounds accurate ish. Right. So I, can, I wasn't I really I was thinking that. more so now I knew that you would be able to come across people in your world, but I was more so thinking you would have like a battleground for them somewhere. Yeah. And because they don't and that might be something they add, but it really just like I said, it seems like it's just a copy and paste of Assassin's Creed black flag well and right right now i'm not i don't know like yes you can disembark from the ship but i haven't seen any like kind of combat or anything off of a ship no there is none yeah see that that to me that was another thing that turned me up part part of it part of it is like when you said it was like a assassin's creed black flag i got behind it because like i liked both the sea warfare and the onshore stuff with that one and not having the onshore, like it's really not worth the price of a full game. And I kind of feel cheated, (laughs) but you know, you know, it couldn't be a copy and paste on like CN on land, because if that was the case, they would have to keep the same fighting system that they had in Assassin's Creed. And people would be like, now you just think we dumb. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I kind of go back and forth with that because if it's a mechanic and stuff that people liked, then what's the problem? You know what I mean? But I, I hear what you're saying. Is it, it? I guess it is owned by the same people, huh? Yeah, it is. It is Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. But at that point, yeah, just call it Assassin's Creed on the Black Sea or something. <laughs> right. I mean, they'd have been better off doing it that way. Yeah. Let's see what else For did sure. I get? I did. I, I am starting that Last of Us remake. That's the, pretty good. Uh, first one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And part the second, the uh, Last of Us Part Two remake is supposed to be. It, I don't know that it's out yet, but it's supposed to be dropping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my first time playing through that. Uh, I'm gonna be curious now because I've seen the show before playing the game, like to see the differences and stuff on that front. Right. And then uh, Final Fantasy VII, man. The remake on that one. Because Rebirth, which is like the part two to Final Fantasy VII, comes out, 
I think the end of the month next week. So. Oh, really? Getting in on that. That's the one that you bought last year. That and you... never got around to, and yeah. Okay. So I'm just now getting back to it. But that one. Was, Are you worried about the new stuff, and you ain't got to the old shit? Well, I'm halfway through the old one now, so. Maybe a little bit more than halfway. I can't remember how many chapters there are. Mm. Um, and then, most excitingly, next Friday, the movie that people are calling potentially going to not only be the biggest of the movie, biggest movie of the year so far, but maybe the biggest movie of the year. Period. And I am hearing fantastic things. And the way people are talking about it is, is that this is truly part two and the right way to watch these movies is back to back. Unfortunately, that's like 10 hour commitment is Dune too, man. I'm hearing (laughs) hearing fantastic things about it. Well, you know, I'm excited. You know, I, 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 you got me on the first one. I'm not going to lie. Meemaw was, uh, she said, (laughs) I've been trying to get her hip to the new the smart TVs and all that. Yeah. So she's been scrolling through Netflix and everything and she said, Clifford, how do you get that TV to uh stop a movie and go back to the beginning where you were when uh it switches? I guess she had like let a season play through. Yeah. She said, I was stuck watching Dune all damn. <laughs> 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 Tell her it's a good movie. She should enjoy it. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah, man. Excited about that one. And excited that folks that I trust in terms of reviews are excited about it. Like Listen. they've already seen the they've already been to screenings and stuff and just that it okay. is incredible. Really? So now I feel like I got to watch the first one, like either the night before or if I can work it out, like right into going into the theater for the second one. That's crazy. I just had it on not too long ago, ironically. Yeah. I don't remember if I turned it on or if it just did the, if it It just, <laughs> If it memoed you. <laughs> they must be pushing that. <laughs> oh, I bet they are. Subtle, uh, subtle advertising. Yeah, I can't remember. I was putting stuff together and I had it playing in the background. I well, still I love that scene where she has him in the uh, has his hand in the thing. Mm-hmm. Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> Fear yeah, is the little so... death that brings total annihilation. I didn't like how the mom acted. Towards the lady who is testing him. Right. <laughs> like, bitch, he broke the rules. <laughs> you broke the rules. Right? So don't act all like all of a sudden like you ain't do nothing wrong. This was necessary. Right. Right. This well, is what happens when you break the rules. And what's interesting is that, you know, it's funny. The um, been reading a book series. It's called the, the Broken Earth Trilogy. Uh Female black woman N.K. Jemison is the author, and um, that series has a very similar through line where 
there are people who are born with like special abilities, uh, basically like the ability to connect with the earth. And it's in, later on you find out that it's it's there's also something in that world called magic, and the two things are similar but not the same. And the main protagonist has a daughter who ends up becoming like the most powerful wielder of this mm-hmm. stuff. Blah, blah blah. It's a great series. If folks uh looking for a quick, a relatively quick book read, the Broken Earth Saga, pretty solid, and um, it's definitely got some of those vibes. Like the whole foundation of the book is that at some point there was some huge natural disaster that, and we find out later it wasn't natural. Um, they basically cast the moon off and the earth, the spirit of the earth kind of revolted against humanity. And like, there are these things called, uh, the fifth season and the fifth season are basically cataclysmic events every 300 years that wipe out, you know, 75% of the population, et cetera. Mm. And so you come in at the start of one of these seasons and kind of get to witness things unfold and how they try to bring an end to them. Etc. But it's it's interesting. It's an interesting book. A lot of uh, allegory for probably slavery, but treating other races differently and like dehumanizing them to the point where they just become tools, and then eventually they fight back. Go figure. <laughs> right. Right. Also, the other uh, the other book read lately. I started Patrick Stewart's memoir. Jean-Luc Picard. That's who I thought that was. Yep. And he talks about his, like, relatively poor upbringing in, I think it's Northern England. And there were two, like, cool facts that I learned. So he boxed when he was younger. Oh, for It real? was, like, a boxing, like, champion. But he was a pugilist. And the other thing was, is that in his youth, one of his, like, mentors, I'd call it, or acting coaches from his youth, uh, had this, like, old estate home, and he talked about looking at portraits that were in the home, and them having, like, a fuzzy aura around them, and then eventually seeing spirits in that house, so... Patrick Stewart, also a believer in the supernatural and the ethereal. I'm sure. Which I found very interesting, just given some of the conversations that we've had over the years on the show. I'm like, all right, Sir Patrick. So that's been a pretty good read so far, too. What did he interpret the blurriness around the pictures to be? He, he really wasn't sure. He ended up like confiding in the person who owned the home. And she basically just described it very nonchalantly. Like, that's the way uh, portraits of our family have always looked like that, but not many people can see the the haze. Um, and then she talked about how there was a spirit living in the house with her that had actually journeyed with her from her previous home to this place and wasn't, like, a vengeful spirit or anything, but, like, the spirit of a little girl that would kind of watch over her and... Check in on her and things. And like this woman and then someone else later in his life and Patrick Stewart's life said that he had a little bit of a uh, had a like blue light aura about him as well. 
about Patrick Stewart. Uh huh. Hmm. So just just interesting stuff, and like he he basically had claimed to see something similar with uh, contemporary actors of like his time. He talked about Ian McClellan like having something similar, and I don't remember who else, but that was the one that kind of stuck with me. So interesting stuff. Maybe that's just what happens when you vibe out the same. Right? You know, you can see even beyond your existence's vibes. I bet that would be true, though, you know? Well, here's the interesting part of it. This His acting coach, or his voice coach, I think it was, said that she could see the aura, like, when she was one-on-one with him and, like in crowded rooms and that kind of stuff, but that the aura like dissipated when he was in the moment, like acting on stage, which I think is also interesting. It's like, is he tapping into something that, you know, I I don't know. It was, it was just interesting to hear it described that way. Like, yes, you have it. But then when you're in your element, it kind of, it goes away. Maybe that's a good thing though. Right. Maybe you're that good of an actor that when I jump into a role, of course my aura disappears because I'm no longer myself. Bingo. That was kind of my thought with it, too, was that, like, by embodying someone else, it actually changes his own aura. Right. Like, that's how good of an actor he is. I don't know. I don't know. That kind of goes into the depth of how... What's the, like, saying how the world works would be too vague, but I can't really find... Like, the right wording for it. Right, but, you know, like, that's why they say, you know, like, watch the shit that you put into yourself. Like, you know, whether it be music, movies, television video games, books you read, because I could imagine that certain things Well it kinda, kinda comes back alter manipulate. It kinda comes back to what we talked about last week. Right? Like the power as of as words. The, right. Yeah. That's definitely right. So Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm sure somebody that would be watching it or seeing that take place from a standpoint of thing or the scene that the person is acting out wouldn't think of it as deep as... Because I guess what's kind of bugging me out is... I wouldn't imagine that that would take place that quickly. What do you mean? Unless you are that strong of an actor. Gotcha. Like, like it would take I time. Have, right. I wouldn't imagine well, right, for your but you, to fade that fast. But, but you got to think, by the time he's on stage, he's been through rehearsals. He's been through other stuff. Like maybe he is, he's found a way to kind of tap into it when he steps onto the stage. That it's rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. He finds it steps onto stage and like it's it's almost transformative right. from it for him. Right, right. That's wild. That's 
that's wild to try to wrap your mind around. Right? <laughs> what all has he played in other than Star Trek? I mean, in the he's primarily up until Star Trek, he was a stage actor, but he's been in plenty of stuff. Like he was in the original Dune. Um, he was in a few like gangster movies. He obviously Star Trek and X Men. He was Professor X and X Men. Right, um, right. Moby Dick, like the uh, theatrical version of that, back in I think the eighties. Um, okay, I'm trying so to think what that. else. But like his background is like a Shakespearean actor. Like he's been, right. in, he was part of the Royal Shakespearean troupe or whatever in England for a while. Yeah, he was definitely a pugilist. <laughs> With his trousers probably, and knickers. <laughs> that's probably why it didn't work out for him. Oh, man. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. I like I like doing, you know, the occasional memoir biography. My other favorite one of all time was uh, Bob Iger, mm. the CEO of Disney. His is pretty good, too. That Nazi. No, he's trying to change that, but. <laughs> mm. Or at least he says he is. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? Trying to think if I had, if there were anything from uh, a couple of the the ongoing, you know, listening to podcasts. If there was anything that stuck out to me. Yeah. Right. Because I actually listened to quite a few this week. Um, heading up because I went into work like two or three times. So there and back is a fair amount of driving. All right. Uh, I do feel like I heard something that I wanted to speak on, but I cannot remember what it is. Well, what about this whole Russia has EMPs targeted towards our satellites? Or a way to deploy EMPs against U.S. satellites? Oh, I heard that they already deployed an anti-satellite device. Interesting. That um, basically can hit us with EMPs. But I don't blame them. They should. Right. You know what I'm saying? They should. (laughs) That's smart, right? (laughs) I mean... Like I'm not saying that I'm happy about it. Or well, what's anything. interesting? What's interesting to me? What's interesting to me on that front, and where I think the United States is actually better positioned than probably a lot of other nations, is one given the sheer geographic size of the U.S., but two, yeah. although with as much consolidation as we've seen in multiple industries over the last year, is it's not as strong as it used to be. But, like, the fact that we have different providers. Like, you can't just hit an AT&T satellite. You got to hit AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, like... Nah, not uh, for real. Not if you go after AEP. Well, fair enough, because that's also... (laughs) That's that's the only one. That's also the rumor right now is that China is in a lot of our infrastructure systems. That's the only one. I never understood that, like... Why are these the only Colombian AP, the only two providers that you can have? But that's in Ohio. Right. So I feel like there's other providers elsewhere. And this whole su- supplier versus distributor thing, I 
ever since they deregulated the energy industry, I don't completely understand, like, where is this shit actually coming from? <laughs> they got an umbilical cord underground to Africa. <laughs> Where's where that one? <laughs> where, where how do I pay for that option? <laughs> right, where it's ironically hooked up to two uh, of those Tesla towers. Those, <laughs> what are they called? Those coils. Tesla, Yeah, Tesla tower, Tesla coil. Even though it's really like we giving him too much praise because motherfuckers had them long before he was thought about. Yeah, but that was first man before written history started. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, that, what that is is that's the white folks stealing the braids <laughs> or, the, or the Travis Kelsey. But they even haircut. stole it. They even stole it from their own people. <laughs> we decided Travis, to go Thomas fucking Travis Edison Kelsey here. <laughs> Fuckers. Oh, well, you got man. everybody calling it a Tesla, Tesla coil. True. All right. So of the so of the potential attacks on America <laughs> in terms of a a World War Three starting. What do you think we would be at risk for, like, in Ohio? Columbus, Ohio. Now, we do have the defense supply contract, whatever. But I don't but, think that really matters. Yeah, much. I don't think like, that's a big enough deal. Nobody's really gunning for that because everybody already has everything they need. Right. Now, I can see us being a target down the line if it was like a drawn out situation where they were losing a lot of shit but at the same time I would need to know what it is that they produce like did you evolve at that center like beyond trucks and tanks and shit like that like are, do you operate drones and right. shit are like you, that are now? you a warehouse for drones or because then dws or <laughs> right that would speed up my impact process you know like i would target you faster if that was the case yeah so i would really think that most people in that scenario would think that they could get it done with just an MP uh, EMP. I think that, that this would be like one of the target areas for that, but I don't really think it would be anything beyond that unless things went on for so long that they have to stop the supply chain, Yeah, you know, of the weapons or whatever. So with that in mind, have you seen any review? Like, here's the thing, is that I have never seen, and funny enough, probably part of the reason why, like, footage of, like, an EMP detonation. And what does it do? How does it work? Blah, blah, blah. And then on top of that, like, how instantaneous are the effects? Because, I, you know... I told you, like, I've been not, like, super into it, but a little bit of the Doomsday Prepper. Um, I mean, it'd be I've been looking. I've been looking into the, uh, what is it, the, like, a TARP device, T-A-R-P. 
like one of those things that, that stop, you, you uh, plug pulses. into yeah uh-huh. you plug it into either your generator or your car and it's supposed to stop an EMP but like I don't know I've never seen data or like video proof that that shit works <laughs> no that's, that's also another good question because my understanding see and they've always they've changed this over the years as far as like television goes yeah but my understanding was always like um kind of like if you if the lightning strikes and you don't have your shit plugged into a grounded outlet how it's done yeah there is no coming back for that I was under the impression that once the EMP hit, if your device was, you know, wasn't silked in a, you know, electromagnetic bag or around what you're talking about, that device itself was done. Now they're making it seem with television and all that, like if you plug it back in afterwards, you're good. It was just that initial hit. But if that's the case, then how effective is that weapon really? Well, and that's that's, that's really my not thing. A weapon, is like, it's just a smoke screen. Yeah, and that's my thing is that I I know what they are in theory, and I know you know fucking Star Wars has had ion pulses for since the seventies <laughs> that they talked yeah, about. But it's true. But it's true. Like they they have talked um, about that kind of technology since then. I mean, I used to play uh, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, X-Wing and TIE Fighter, like those games on the PC, and one of your weapons was an ion cannon, which was basically an EMP pulse. Like, mm. You could take out shields and disable a ship with it. You weren't going to destroy a ship with it. So, like, but I've never seen what that tech looks like in real life. Like, what's the range? Like, how, you know, how effective is it? What's the range? What are, what, how does it travel through like other surfaces? Like, I kind of have an idea of that when it comes to explosions, right? Like demolitions. I don't know how that would work with an EMP. No, I think you're you're absolutely right. Like, I think it all is mostly speculation because I don't think it's something that you could catch on camera. Right. Well, and that was, that was my, that's probably, there's probably a reason why is that, yeah, you can't catch it on camera because guess what? As soon as it goes off, the camera's fried. Like, (laughs) and then what I'm thinking, what, to what I just said about, you know, being under the impression that the device was done once it got hit with the NP. Right. That would make sense as to why Russia would launch. Like basically a, a anti-satellite satellite in yeah. a sense, because if you're hitting the satellite, then yeah, you're stopping the communication from the provider, but you're not stopping any of the communication devices that people own, right? Back at home. Well, and unless you're taking down like the internet entirely you still have methods of communication like text messaging and all that stuff works just as well through Wi-Fi as it does through cellular. Now the question is what happens to hardline connections and that kind well, of see, stuff? Like, do they rely on satellites or is that, would you still, we be know that to... we know there are internet cables under the ocean. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're not and honestly, that. you 
still have your home network too at that point. Like you may not be able to get out, but like your devices inside your house still, I don't know, still work. They still work, but but if they can't connect the source material, I right. If you if AEP is not around, then you need a back. You need a generator. Yeah. If this world lasts long enough, I wonder if you start seeing people like really start building their house like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, cause if I had the bread, I mean, I'll probably add a bunker in there. You know, why not? I got the bread. But right. if I had the bread, I would have that. And then I would have like hella generators lined up underground around my house just with a solar pan with like solar panel like hub that's powering them and that would be like i mean we know that you could power your house off of solar energy so you damn near wouldn't even need electricity at that point but right i feel like if you had enough strategically placed it wouldn't matter what would happen if the EMP didn't hit again your devices specifically. Right. Right. Now you might not have nobody else to talk to. <laughs> True. I don't you know like anybody else anyway. <laughs> then you might find yourself in a group chat with all of them devils that run the world, like Zuckerberg <laughs> and Gates and Oprah and I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to put a Nintendo, an old school Nintendo and like 12 games in a Faraday bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the world is, I've got a generator. I'm playing Nintendo. Cartridges. Right into my inadvert, right? So I did have an inadvert. I was, it's all, they always come to you in the shower, <clears throat> but I was thinking like, that's why some people make all them shower thoughts. <laughs> that's interesting. Why is that? That's a, that's a question, but we can tackle that after I get this off or I forget again. Or I neuralize you again. <laughs> right. But I was thinking like, is that why? the government like implemented historical tags when did that take place when did they start implementing historical tags because i felt like around our generation is where like i'm sure there were historical vehicles prior to but our generation was where they made a big deal out of if your car was older than this age you had to have historical tags and you could only drive it during certain time frames if you had that vehicle because it technically, quote unquote, wasn't meant to be a driven vehicle. It's a historical vehicle now. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, like, is that why they went for that push? Because you know that they say they they plan 20 plus years ahead, right? So if you know that you're going to an era where everything's going to be electric, 
then you kind of have to make sure the people don't have much access or need for access to vehicles that don't require that electricity. They say that NASA has a whole parking lot. Yeah, I've seen those videos that are all... That, right, and that makes sense because if you're dealing with all this shit nowadays, those then become gold because they're the only vehicle that can't be affected yeah. by all the nonsense that's going on around them. Well, and that's where... Like, again, not knowing the effectiveness, I might still be willing to drop 70 bucks on uh, a car outlet TARP device to protect, you know, a $20,000 car, a $15,000 car, a $1,000 car. You know what I mean? Right. I just don't like how that's even necessary, yeah. right? Like, why do why does my car have to have any sort of computer in it? Like... How have we gotten... The, it's really the fact that we've gotten so dumb. Because <laughs> these motherfuckers have been taking steps. It's, it's almost like red light, green light, right? But Well, it's all under the guise of safety, right? Like, they nah, can die... Well, they, I said guys. I didn't say I believe that. Right. But. They, But they, they, if they've been taking steps that essentially reduce our freedoms for years and people have just been alive but the, it seems like they're doing it well now now they're doing it blatantly but back in the day they would do it like they were more sneaky mean behind your it. back but while you were <laughs> sleeping this is what we came up with and right. people would wake up and be like oh shit why do we have to deal with this but i still gotta get my day finished and they would go about their business and now it's like during your day where you're already getting fucked by corporate America in the world or your workplace, they like, huh, and we doing this too, what y'all going to do about it? Right. Because by now, once they've taken so many steps, it's like, it doesn't, we know that you're not going to do nothing. Right. Well, and it's actually interesting. The auto market is interesting. And so that's tied to a little bit of kind of what I do now. And the fight over the right to repair, which is basically saying like auto manufacturers can't cut out like your auto, your, your neighborhood auto shops from being able to repair your vehicle because of X, Y, Z technology. So automakers are trying to say that the onboard computer and the data that it contains are proprietary Oh, and by the way, you can't fix the car unless you are also tapped into that "quote unquote" proprietary technology. Right. That's a, that's, that's a that's a big fight in the uh, auto industry right now. I knew that was happening. Well, and it's especially crazy for auto glass when you start talking about things like HUDs and onboard cameras and front-facing cameras and that kind of stuff. Because those cameras have to be those cameras have to be calibrated, and if you can't access the onboard computer, you can't calibrate them. Right. You know the people that would have that key of the manufacturer. Yep. So manufacturers trying to create vertical monopolies, but see that's where they own everything, but they also don't have the capacity to deal with it. I saw that coming from a mile away as well, though. Yeah. I saw that coming from a fucking mile. Away. Well, you know what the scariest one is, and having 
previously worked in the financial and services industry, the fact that Capital One just bought Discover or is attempting to buy Discover. No, I think they already did. Well, they they have announced that they are purchasing them, but it still has to go through regulatory approval and all that kind mm. of stuff. So what's interesting in that is that that would be the first time that a financial services company owned not only kind of the back-end bank, but also owned the network through which transactions are processed, which is owned by Visa and MasterCard, which technically aren't owned by any of the big banks. They basically act as an intermediary or a third party, and they have the ability to kind of keep the banks in check a little bit. So you're saying that Capital One would be like rogue, like they could control everything. End to end, yep. Which could be good if you're a Capital One customer or a Capital One merchant and you're not getting charged network fees because they own the network. But let's be real how that actually plays out. They make more money. Everybody else makes less. I don't know what that really means, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, to the average consumer, probably not much. But I think from a banking industry thing, I think it sets a dangerous precedent because, again, you're taking an industry and it's already kind of oligarchy in that industry. It's a matter of perspective, though, right? Not to cut you off. Yeah, no. But I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, it's a matter of perspective, too, right? Because what if this is by design? Yeah. What if People are at the point of rising up, but at the moment, it seems like the target is a phantom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where do I find these specifics who are oppressing me? And there's nowhere to really point your arms. But the point that we're headed to, you know, which is uh, fucking crazy monopoly type situation you're putting all the people at the top that need to be at the top yeah you know what i'm saying you're racing to your wealth but at the same time you're putting a target on your back because now it gets much easier to identify who it is or where it is that i need to you know aim at See, I'm interested with you saying that. So Capital One, who owns Capital One? Like, it seems bad from a surface perspective, but in the long run, it's like you're narrowing my sights. You're dialing me in a little bit more than I was before. Damn it. Who do you think owns them? Actually, they own a smaller percentage than most of what they own. I was about to say BlackRock. BlackRock Rock and Vanguard, yep. Mm-hmm. Which means they, too, are owned by Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Um, what's interesting, though, is that across Vanguard and BlackRock, it's only, like, 18%, where usually their number in a play like that is much higher. Interesting. Huh. Hmm, is right. You know? <laughs> huh, is right. 
Alright, what else we got? What's in your bug out bag, man? What you What's got? What's in mine? I don't have it down here, but I have a little half of one that I've been... I've got like two Amazon cartloads that I'm waiting for bonus time. Yeah, I to got decide whether or like not that. I want to pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I got some stuff like is that, that the, right the, now. Because the generator I want is expensive. See, I need to start thinking about that. Well, no, you get the guns, I'll get the generator. We'll be all right. <laughs> Listen, because you, you've been my ride to die through life, Cliff. We we ain't stopping this in post apocalyptic. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. And I feel like the two of us are very charismatic people that people would follow if we, if we needed a crew. You know what I mean? Or we could just say fuck it and go live by ourselves. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about this, and the crew's already got. Right. <laughs> crew's already got. It's just a matter of finding a big enough space to house everyone. But you know what would I always say? I think we call Pete and we just take over the mansion. I mean, that would be smart. It's relatively centrally located. Like, it's not off the grid, which is the only thing I don't like, but like, as a as an intermediate is like a first stop first step because it's got those big walls that you could fortify a little bit yeah i don't mind that at all i don't mind being not being off the grid because one you're hiding in plain sight and two is if they drop bombs you're the point of impact baby <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm quick saying? quick quickly done i hear you yeah you're out of there so i don't mind that whatsoever but that wouldn't be a bad. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Seems like a defensible position. It definitely does. And it's it's damn near camouflaged. Right. Wouldn't be much harder to make it more camouflaged. No. Because it's kind of tucked back. Right. And you got a nice set, you know, little greenery around it to hide, you know. Well, you got greenery is. and you have, I mean, not that I necessarily, well, no, part of my purchases was water pur- purification. Like. You bought the little straw? You got, you got Alum Creek. Well, not only the little straw, it's the bag that the straw attaches to. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you got, you got the creek like right there too. You see, um, what was that called? Fuck, what was that called? I can't think of the name of it. I want to say it's either on Prime, but it's a war movie about the dude that gets stuck on the mine. No. Him and his partner, enemy, he's a sniper, and they're in enemy territory. And... uh. They have to cross this minefield, and his partner steps on the mine, blows his legs off, and he steps on the mine right after him, so he can't run over to help him or anything, so he, like, you know, trying to talk him, like, back to reality, like, calm down, calm down, get your radio, get this, turn to get your legs, you know, the dude's not really fair Right, enough, he's he's lost his leg. Right, <laughs> you know he's looking at his legs like you know tripping out, 
but the movie is basically he finds his way to the radio while standing on the mine and they say no one's coming to get you for 56 hours so he said you gotta survive 56 hours and in 56 hours a convoy's passing by right by your location so fire off your flare when you see the convoy and they'll come to pick you up basically and it's a intense it's an intense movie for yeah. it to be it almost reminds me of open water like it's not taking place anywhere just this one little area but it's a very intense movie the whole way through wow it's a, I can't think of the name of it. Watch it be something stupid like mine or something. <laughs> but I can't. It's a good movie, though. That motherfucker was good. Where did that come from? Where did like, what? what were we talking about before that? Oh, we were talking about defensible positions, the creek. Uh, oh, yeah, about... Hmm. Uh, uh, you know, that actually would be a... I mean, it's brick, which shot. is nice, too. Like, it's largely brick. It's a little bit elevated for that area. Because that's really, that's really the main idea, right? Like, is if you hit a situation like that, of course the key is survival. Duh. But... The main thing is surviving that first wave of hysteria. Right. It's it's really it's it. really the first thirty days, right? Because then either shit is going to calm down, or shit will have completely devolved to the point where you know what's what at that point. You hear what I'm saying? So if you got a group of like-minded individuals that have at least been making sure that they're taken care of for 30 days, let alone everybody else. Right. But themselves are taken care of. All you need is your bug out bag, which I will name what I got in mind, but your bug out bag and your food rations. And I keep dried beans and dried rice. I probably got like 50 pounds of it in a box. That way I could just grab the box, throw it in the trunk, grab my bug out bag and my shit that I need to take, throw it in the trunk and hit the road. Yep. And that 50 pounds shit, the way I do my thing, that probably lasts for a good half a year. Right. So if you're contributing that with the other people around you, at that point, all you need is a spot. Yep. Completely agree. And similarly, like food and water are the two big things that, you know, have started to stash. And then obviously like the obvious stuff, like we've talked about the generator, first aid kit or first aid supplies, that kind of shit. The water for right. purification type stuff. Yeah, I got fire starters, first aid shit in there, but I got like a ghetto first aid kit, like all the stuff that I've gotten over the years that I know would be useful, I just threw in the bag. You know, yeah. it's not like a put together. But I got antibiotics and everything in there. I ain't playing. Nah, I'm with you. Nothing I had a prescription. 
<clears throat> antibiotics that I didn't take. I'm pissed as fuck too that I didn't take, but I went to the pharmacy and they double filled one of my orders. Mm. They double filled my pain medication instead of giving me one pain medication, one antibiotic. And I was so pissed. Anybody, you know, anybody else would be like, hell yeah, take the pain. <laughs> but I was thinking that, and I didn't even need that. And the crazy thing is I checked after, you know, everything had passed. Yeah. And I was like, at least I got this whole script of antibiotics I ain't taking. I'm looking at it and it's more pain meds. And I'm like, man. Damn it. So I got pain meds in there too. <laughs> <laughs> but I was pissed at that. Yeah, all the all the prescription shit that I know would be useful that I know I'm not gonna take goes in that bag. Yeah. Can't think of what else I got. Oh, I got hella batteries. I got a battery operated radio. I got um, a couple battery operated lights. I've got a couple of crank power banks that have lights, um, radio, other stuff with it, too. I can't think of what else, though. I think I got earplugs. I really can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, well. Right now it's the food. I'm focused on the food and the water. Yeah. No, I'm with you. You on know that. how these motherfuckers did when COVID came around. Right. Couldn't get water, get couldn't toilet find paper toilet too. paper, <laughs> they were snatching everything up. And if you know it was just a little crisis like a virus, and God forbid, I'm sorry to say little, if anybody, you know, lost anyone from it, but not to sound harsh, they knew it was going to be casualties. Right. But imagine what something like this would be. Even yeah. if it, it only lasts 30 days, they don't know that. We don't know that. Right. <laughs> it's going to be mayhem. Well, it depends, too, what kind of thing we're talking about. Like, we talking nuclear winter and we're all fucked anyways? Or are we talking, like... Disrupted infrastructure. Well, see, that's what I was more so leaning towards. You jumping all the way to the worst case scenario. No, but that's, I mean, those are like the two possibilities, right? Like, we haven't, truly, I we think, haven't lived through a war yeah. on American soil before. And we never will. Right. And let, well, no, I won't say we never will. Let me pump those brakes. Not unless, not unless we started with each other. <laughs> that's one two is if these because we know how dedicated these countries used to be to taking down the United States if these countries did you know put in a lot of sleeper sales so to speak into the country 
um, I, I can see it being a date where everyone turns from the inside that were meant to, you know, carry out an alternate motive. Yeah. Or, you know, everybody's making a big deal over the migrants that are coming in, which I feel like is a very fair, you know, argument that, you know, where's the women and the children? I get it. I can see that turning into a situation where the government uses them as like, um, like, you know, how they bring the army in. Almost like false flag, sleeper cell kind of deal. Or what are you saying? So that, I mean, it, it could be so many different variables of how, but I'm thinking more so like uh, when like they bring in the National Guard and shit, when they call, what is it they they call? Uh, they almost did it during the- uh, Martial George law. Bush, martial law. And I think those will be the people that you have show up because they know that the American people are going to be on bullshit. And it's like, better we lose them than our own. Not to mention that a lot of your own are probably going to be against you at that point as well. Right. So we need as many people around that don't know what's going on that are willing to fight just in case. And that's not, <clears throat> that's not smart. I don't care if those are soldiers. I don't care if those are Navy SEALs from the countries that they came from. People talk about America for a reason. If it truly does pop off and the people like are fighting like Ukraine, where the, the regular person is taking up arms and you have problems <laughs> you fucked around and found out <laughs> real talk though no, i don't care i don't care if if i don't care if 75 percent of these people are untrained like all i know is how to cock and shoot right you still have problems there's too many people around here that have too many guns it's really going to be to the point, honestly, in certain areas where people are like, we got more guns than people willing to shoot them. Right. We just trying to fill people in to, to shoot. Yeah, supply is not the problem. <laughs> but the thing is, most of those households train the entire house to shoot. Yeah. So it's going to be problems. That's why I don't I don't really see us ever just geographically where we're located. I don't see us ever being like invaded on foot. No, and the way that they would have to do that is... You only have a few areas. Well, you'd have to start in South America and work your way up. You'd have right, to it would have to be the Floridas, the Californias, unless you're like coming through Mexico... That's that's what I'm saying. Or the only the, North... the only the only effective way to do it is come from Mexico or South America and work your way up through Mexico. Right, or the Northeast Americas. And let's keep it a buck. Who the fuck is getting caught in Northeast America? If you're in Northeast America, 
We know you up to no good. What the <laughs> fuck are you? There's no sightseeing. Hey, hey man, all of the uh, all the nine eleven terrorists supposedly came through Canada. I could that'd be smart because nobody's paying attention up right. there. <laughs> but the people that are from there and they thinking the same thing we thinking around here. What's with all these migrants coming in over the border? <laughs> yeah, and then you find out. UFOAF. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, in order to la- land ground troops, you would have to go through. You'd have to come yeah, in through outside those... the border. You couldn't come in through the border. Right. You only have those areas. I was watching the. Um... It's a dude. There's a big talk about that with UFOs later. I'll come back to it, but go ahead. Yeah, do that. But um, it's a dude. Well, it's a few people, actually, because I, I fell down this rabbit hole a while ago where they would ask, like, if what would be the likelihood of the United States getting invaded? And they would go over it and they would say, and then there would be other videos like who has the strongest, you know, air force out of all of the, you know, countries or who has the best. And it would rate like he would rate the different countries and it went through the United States. I watched a couple of the videos. That's how I, and just thinking about, what we spend and what we have on war is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely ridiculous. It's so little dick, it doesn't make sense. And it was to the point that separate video, somebody else was like, I never understood why the United States spends so much on war. You have soldiers, use them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're if you're making soldiers, if you're creating soldiers, then train them to be soldiers. Right. And I'm not well, saying no, that they're But that's dangerous. You trained. can't you can't do that, Cliff, because what happens? Then they rise up against tyrannical government. <laughs> and that's what it seems like too. Cause we've come and I don't wanna say like, but we've come a ways from where the military, like the actual military people in it have been to where they are now. Now, of course, there are sectors that have still held strong. And I don't mean any underlying message by saying that. I'm just saying, but if you really did feel comfortable in how trained your people were, there wouldn't be any need to continue to times 10 yourself you know what i'm saying the only thing the only thing i can think of on that front is it's tied to what we just said you could not approach the u.s from the coast due to our naval and air superiority right right you're only you're only possible is one what you said with like sleeper cells and like infiltration at a different level 
or a ground assault that starts in another country that we're going to be aware of by the time you get to here anyways. And our anti-air capabilities. Right. That's what I mean by aerial superiority. Like both are like, and so that actually ties back to some, uh, commentary I heard from, I can't remember who it may have been. Actually, it may have been one of the interviews that Gordon sent us, but talking about the fact that like, Nothing comes into our airspace that we are unaware of. Right. Like, the technology has evolved to the no point one. that, like, if if something enters our airspace, we can take it out if it's made right. of this world. That's what I was about to say. Nor that we can't humanly reach. Right. And I understand all that. So get that. Keep upgrading that as right. much as you want. But there's no need for all these toys. Like, it's almost to the point now where I feel like they're laundering their money. Yeah. I mean, they are. In like, a sense. Like, the, right. the fucking <laughs> the Department of Defense has never passed an audit. An audit. They are, like, there's $1.8 trillion missing over the last, like, yeah. 10 years. <laughs> now, I remember that. I remember them talking about that. But see, look, this is this is what I'm I'm figuring that they're doing right because we know we what we've been taught this much that the rest of the countries get our leftovers, but the leftovers that they receive are generationally less than yep. what we're currently capable of. Well, and so, we don't even know what we're currently capable of, which is the scary. Correct. Part. Correct. So what I at least feel like they're doing is they're buying in bulk. As anyone knows that buys anything, the more you buy, the less the price goes. If I need 15 of them and I have to buy 50 to get the price that I want, that's what I'm going to do. And those 35 are going to sit until my enemies, allies, whoever else, is light on theirs, and then I at least have a bulk that I can get rid of and say, oh, you're still on the fucking MP4? I'm on the MP14 right now. You can have these fours. So you're essentially laundering money because you're taking more than you need to supply people. And then beyond that, see, that's just the background of it all. But then beyond that, you have a motherfucking sleepy Joe sending all this money elsewhere. So you already hit us before. Motherfuckers wondering why your check get hit five times before you get it. Right. Because they hit you when you paid for the original weapons that they bought. That they're now selling off to whoever. <laughs> that, that they're now making money that you're not involved in. And then they're hitting you again because Sleepy Joe wants to send some to them, not like they didn't get it from us on the, In the back first end. place. <laughs> like we knew you were sending that to them. Well, that goes back to the. Uh, so what else do they need? Even Chappelle with even Chappelle with the Negrodama skit, right? Like, how does George Bush know that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction because he has the receipts? <laughs> listen. listen. And isn't that something? 
But we've seen that go down in so many movies before too. And it always has to do with selling drugs where you selling drugs and you just making your own money. You rising to the top and you get the eyes of some big time drug dealer. And he's like, hey, young buck, you should come work for me. Matter of fact, how much you getting your bricks for? I hit you off one for less than half the price. Here it go. And then next thing you know, it's woo, 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 woo. And you looking at this nigga and he over there twiddling his motherfucking <laughs> Speaking like, of which, yeah, watched uh, Griselda with uh, Sofia Vergara uh-huh. about the uh, the Colombian queen pin. Similar story. She got her product at a lower bulk price. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when the big dogs came in. Yeah, she's the first one I'm going to give up. Mm -hmm. But there were multiple reasons as to why, but... Oh, of course. I couldn't get into it because they made her look all attractive by getting Sophia Vergara, and I'm like, listen, she... she See, I thought... the most attractive young lady. She was like somebody's abuela out there, you know what I'm saying? Oh, see, meanwhile, I thought Sofia Vergara's makeup in that was atrocious, and I had hoped that it was because she was supposed to be... Yeah, they did it on... They did that on purpose, but I'm saying, like, she gave you more, like, you know, grandma-aunt vibes than she did, and, you know, like, like, that just wasn't a good... No, I'm with you. I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, they just got her because she's Colombian and she's fiery. Right. Well, she actually she she actually produced it, I think. Oh, really? So she pulled a rock thing. True. Speaking of the rock, I don't know if Malk's still out here. I know he said "What up, fools?" at the beginning of the show. Mm. Um, Have you seen all this stuff with the rock and like him trying to basically swoop in and take WrestleMania from Cody Rhodes? No, I haven't. (laughs) So, Rock came back, I guess, at the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. So, Cody Rhodes, brother of Gold Dust, Dustin Rhodes, son of Dusty Rhodes. All right. Uh, kind of one of, like, the big... He's probably the biggest baby face in, in the company right now. Mm-hmm. But he's been on kind of a meteoric rise, and a lot of people think he's going to be the person to finally unseat Roman Reigns as the WWE champion. But then Rock came in and was basically going to take his title shot away from him so that he could do it. And then fans just went haywire and they kind of backed off of it. But how Rock is coming back at like 50 years old, man. I mean, he's got to be in his 50s, right? Yeah. But wait, yeah. Right? Because he was on that... He was that, big when we were in middle school. He was on that um, uh, Miami Hurricanes team with uh, Sap and uh, right. all them. Yeah. And so Rock trying to come back. <laughs> Rock is also no. starring in two upcoming Disney films. <laughs> The Moana live-action adaptation and Moana 2 from an animated standpoint. Why do they do this? Can somebody tell me, can we ask ChatGPT why they do this? Why do they do this? Why do they keep making live-action animation, live-action movies of animated films? Like, just let them live. Right. You already tried it with Lion King. And it's, you're not going to beat Lion King's numbers. No, you're not. 
Although the problem is, is that a couple of them did do well. Like you had like a couple what? that Which did world? well. Aladdin did relatively well. Actually, Lion King did well. It made like a billion dollars. Did it? As did Beauty and the Beast. As did Jungle Book. But, but nah, I'm not buying it. Those are inflated numbers. We know what y'all do with artists that y'all love. On, <laughs> uh, man, be buying fifty thousand uh, tickets out the gate just because to start to. <laughs> You know, and that's on the low end. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Although I will say, I actually thought Aladdin definitely not as good as the animated, but it was still fun. You talking about the one where Will Smith was the genie? Uh huh. I haven't seen it, so I can't. Speak it wasn't. On that. It wasn't bad. I actually haven't seen Lion King, so I can't speak on that. Lion but King, actually, out of all the ones they've done, like, I was not a huge fan of Lion King or Jungle Book. I loved... Oh, I did see Jungle I, Book. Not I loved. I liked Aladdin, and I actually thought the Beauty and the Beast remake was great, but that may just be a crush on Emma Watson. <laughs> ooh, her her ooh. nerdy little book self. <laughs> the last time I watched that movie, I didn't... Nope, that wasn't that movie. <laughs> I had to think that through. <laughs> I had to think that through. That wasn't that movie. I was watching that with well, Karma. Well, and I actually think that... No, doing... wait. That might have been that movie then. What, I was Beauty watching... and the Beast? Yeah, I was watching the live-action Cinderella, I believe, with Karma. Gotcha. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I don't know. It was too long ago. Yeah. I actually think if it if it weren't for the fact that it was so recent, I actually think doing a live action Moana makes sense. Because out of like all of those kinds of movies, like that is the one that would translate best to live action. I never saw the Moana. Moana, Moana. Yeah, nah, make way, kinda, make way, that's also like a, <laughs> that's also like <laughs> that's, a, that's also like a, a Pixar type movie, ain't it? Uh huh. That's I've what I thought. Been staring at the edge of the water. Oh, I love that. I that's love that song. But I love the uh, Alicia Cara yeah. version. I'm with you. But um. Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, I think it's a little easier for some reason. I think it's more digestible to see a Pixar movie transformed into live action. Because it's already 3D by nature. Right, yeah. right. Like, I think your mind accepts it more. I don't but when it's a cartoon, and maybe the fact that it's so old of a cartoon, yeah, you remake it. It's like, like uh, Little Mermaid. I take it you didn't see that one either. No, I didn't. Really, the only live action I saw was uh, Jungle Book, and I'm not gonna act like I wasn't excited when I saw it. Like, ooh, let me see, you know, what the live action joint is for. Well, Jungle Book was also the least like musical out of all of them. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm. Maybe you just don't like the musicals. <laughs> Maybe. 
But I actually thought Aladdin was good. I thought Beauty and the Beast was good. And I thought Little Mermaid was okay. Like, I like the little things that they did to kind of change it up. But they also dropped some songs and added some stuff that I was just like, eh, on. That was with my uh, girl, uh, not Haley Bailey. It was actually, Black. Yeah. Is it Haley Bailey? I think so. Sound like a schoolhouse rock name. Uh, let's see. I think. Yeah, Haley Bailey. <laughs> I knew that. I don't know. Well, no, I knew that. I knew that because the other one is Chloe Bailey. That's the that's the Beyonce protege. Gotcha. She can't sing as good as Beyonce, but she performs. Beyonce like came it. out with a country song, by the way. Mm-hmm. I missed that. Is that is her whole new album country? No, no, uh, I think she just, just one has song. like one or two songs. Okay. Uh, Beyonce was going after Taylor. <laughs> but you know what? Taylor, even... Taylor's not country anymore anyway. She's straight right. pop rock. And... But they'll give her whatever she wants. Yeah. But you know what? Now that I think about it, I wouldn't be upset if she did. And I'm I loving don't... I'm loving the, the hip-hop R&B country crossovers, and I've loved that shit forever. That's what they talked about, that you know that Beyonce and Taylor is going to do a song. Yeah. I don't know if I can be as confident as whatever podcast was saying it, but my whole thing is this, right? Like, I know that she has more Grammys than anybody that's ever lived. She doesn't have an album of the year which she's tried for a few times and hasn't got. But if it's a whole nother genre that you haven't touched before, right? why not be great? Like, why are you going to hate on her for trying to, you know, venture out? Yeah, like, no. Let it be great. Because greatness would be winning a Grammy in every single category. They wouldn't. Then y'all be talking <laughs> about it like, right. So let her try it. Right. So she inspires other young girls and boys to try it one day. Yeah. I mean, we've had just Brandon on the show. Like, I like I like what he's doing with the the hip hop country fusion stuff. I didn't know he was. Oh yeah, man. That bush like poppy. Come on now. Oh, no, I might have to do my homework. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Now you're going to make me play it on air. We'll probably get demonetized, you know, since we make so much money on this. But, you know, we lose a couple of cents. Always happy to give him a play. Let's see if I can get it. Yeah, running that, I don't know nothing about that, motherfucker. Is that new? Uh, No, this was probably six months ago. That's new to me. 
That's new to me. Trying to get it running through the uh, the roadcaster. One moment, please. Thank you. Wait while we connect. While we connect devices. All right. Hopefully, you can hear this when I get it going. If not, you got 15 seconds to cut it <laughs> so we can get our sense back. Get <laughs> it all from these bastards. Can you hear it? Oh, that's just Brandon. <laughs> See if he demonetizes us, if he copyright strikes us. Last night was a movie. I don't know how I ended up here. Started with liquor and ended with beer. I thought that I was supposed to be clear, but the whole night's foggy. These Midwest boys know how to party. I don't know what they do in Tennessee and Kentucky. In Indiana, we drink bush light. It's a simple but a good, good life. Raise your cans to the moonlight. Here's a toast to a good, good night. And we ain't nothing but some football watching. Church on Sundays. If I'm lying, let the good Lord strike me. Nothing is harder than a good pale lager. That's why all the little shotties call me Bush Light Poppy. Sitting by the fire, cold beer, and a pretty girl. Cooler ain't empty, but we're planning on getting her. Since somebody's sober to the store to grab 30 more. Can you believe that you can't buy Bush Apple anymore? This is every weekend, and it's never getting old. Fire still burning, we can't let it get cold. Might try something new. trying to work that back hole booty getting bigger girl you must be counting macros don't know what y'all drink here but i know back home well, i can take you to the hood or i can take you down the back home i can't I hear I can the beat but i hear to work the word booty getting bigger girl you must be counting macros don't know what y'all drink here but i know back home in indiana we drink bush light it's a simple but a good good life raise your cans to the moon Toast to a good, good night. And we ain't nothing but some football watching. Church on Sunday. If I'm lying, let the good Lord strike me. Nothing is harder than a good pale lager. That's why all the little shotties call me. In Indiana, we drink bush light. It's a simple but a good, good life. But yeah, man. That's the guy. Yeah, he got something. I couldn't hear the. I couldn't hear the. The like, beat wasn't the, coming all the way through. Yeah, but all right. Well, I tried. The words, the words was enough. He got something there. He's got another one. I think is Wild Boys and Cowgirls. He got something there. I mean, I, again, get your Beyonce on. Like, attack what it is that the the consumers consume. Right. And if in your area, that's what's popping. Right. Well, that takes me back to, uh, I mean, there's been plenty of good collabs on that front. Like there's, uh, there's at least two or three, like Florida, Georgia line and Nelly songs that I love. I fuck with Florida. 
You you never been a Nelly fan, so um, what is it? Jason Aldean and Ludacris with the Dirt Roads remix. Luda. See, but those are the they're the Dirty South boys, you know. I don't like Ti and Brantley Gilbert. I don't know that bottoms up remix. That's high. Fuck with Ti. Ti's alright. Ti's verse on when he when they did the remix with Bottoms Up is 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 I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I can't. It's I never could get with Luda or Nelly. Luda, like don't get me wrong, I had CDs, right? Because that's what was popping at the time. But I just face down, was... ass up. That's why you like to fuck. <laughs> now that one, them was some good times. Yeah, the old, the old Luda. Well, that, I mean, now, and not to sound like the old guys here, but like old Luda, old Kanye, like it was hard to fuck with them back in the day. I don't think that. I mean, statistically, you can put Luda up there, but I don't think that Luda should be put up there with Kanye back in the day. No, well, I think it was different. I think they were two different styles and two different approaches. Yeah, I agree. I just don't like Luda. <laughs> so here's an inadvertent. Not like as you. a person or anything. I don't know the nigga. I'm just like. No, I hear you. I hear you. So. <laughs> I've had this, like, what is it, this 2000s playlist going uh, when I've been driving the kid over to school this week. And a couple of weeks ago, uh, over the last couple of weeks, and a couple of weeks so uh, Crank That, Soldier Boy came on, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just a fun song. And then the second time it played, like, this, or the next week, I was like, oh, I remember the other one that came out around that time was, Y'all Trick Y'all! <laughs> I told Andrew, I told Andrew that the next time his mom tells him to do some chores. Oh, you don't get no fucked up like that. Hit her with the ya trick ya. And I will slide you some money, but you can't tell her the dad told you to say it. Oh, you trying to, you trying to get him when he gets snuffed out. <laughs> Yeah, he was insane. I don't know what he was doing with his career. He was having fun. Yeah, he was. He made money, though, and it, people still talking about him. I mean, shit. You doom, doom, doom. Soldier Boy, tell him. He could have stopped. He could have stopped after that, and I don't know that he wouldn't have been in any better or worse of a situation. You could, you could crank that Soldier Boy right about the time you did the Cupid Shuffle. It was wonderful. Yeah, everybody was cranking that. Mm-hmm. Old folks down, was down, that. do your dance, do your dance. Young folks, they say was I'm a that. rapper, but I say no. What song is that? You didn't mix Cupid Shuffle. The Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> to the left, to the left, to the left. Now kick, now kick, now come on, baby, kick now. Walk it by yourself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> White people love the Cupid Shuffle. Because <laughs> oh, that's line dancing. That's right. how y'all do. That y'all line dance. 
That and the uh, and the uh, cha cha real smooth. One hop this time. That that was the <laughs> the front for the ecstasy ring. <laughs> it was. That was the Casper side. That was the front. He did that to basically clean his money from an ecstasy ring, and they call him on the back end of that shit. That's rough. That's fucked up. Free that nigga, man, because <laughs> the government doing that shit for years. Why does it matter if he, you know, he gave us some music too, something that we can still <laughs> groove to? Let that man out. The Casper Slide Part 2. Um, It's funny. Just off that mandatory term that you got to give us that. <laughs> I took uh Can't come out unless you give us the Casper Slide Part 2, so. Casper Slide Part 3. <laughs> right. That's what we need right at this point. Um, no, it's funny. So... Like a month ago, I took Andrew to school dance, which elementary school dance, so nothing crazy. Uh, but Cupid Shuffle came on, and it was one of the songs that I caught him dancing to. And so I sent the video to his mom, and his mom sent me back a video from when he was like two years old, and Alexa was doing the or had the Casper slide playing, and he was he was dancing to it then too. For real, was he? He wasn't doing it right. I mean, he was doing the hops. <laughs> That's how you, know. you know. Oh, man. All right, Casper Slide, Cupid Shuffle, Electric Slide, or Crank That. Which one you got, Cliff? What's still in you? Or the Butterfly Hand That's Old. Let me see. I'm hitting them bro. all. I'm hitting them all. What's your go to? What's the one that's going to get you out there? You had a family wedding. It comes on. You're like, oh, man. All it's right. hard not to get electric. Really? That's the one that pops? It is. It's hard not to get electric. It's electric. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody feels comfortable with it. So you got people that's damn near learning it as they out yeah. there. But all the other ones, it's like. I see Cupid Shuffle was mine. I still like it. I mean, keep it shuffle goes hard and it did go hard. It was almost to the point that it was like, is this going to replace the, the electric, electric slide? slide? <laughs> and it might have, but the electric slide to me feels like a language. Yeah. A of lot it, of can itself. speak. You know, like. I hear you. Keep it shuffle, maybe. And it's simple, you know. You can tell he spent more time doing that than bagging up the <laughs> less time. Well, that and uh, what's the, what would be the other one? It would be Quad City DJs. <laughs> Come I'm on the I'm train be... and ride it. Woo, woo. Well, listen, I was, I'm not even going to lie. I wish I could have been in that line dance. I was probably a little too young. I didn't, I was still young when that was on. <laughs> I feel like it played at middle school dances and shit. I mean, yeah, of course, but... But I hear you. Yeah, nah, as an adult... <laughs> Come on, on the train and ride it. Woo, woo. I bet that's why a lot of these little niggas don't know who, who their daddy is. <laughs> coming on the train. Because <laughs> listen, that line dance... <laughs> 
Gloria Stefan Conga. <laughs> Go to bed, baby, to do that conga. Was it like a choreographed joint? I mean, it was the conga. It was conga line. (laughs) I mean, everybody has a different interpretation. (laughs) You know? Is it a hip, hip step? Is it a, you know, like everybody off on it? That's true. That's true. There is, there's a joke there about. Post game after victories at CMU, Gloria Stefan's Congo was definitely on the playlist, and I've never understood <laughs> why. <laughs> I like that. Though. <laughs> I like that. Hey, you like it until you see a group of dudes <laughs> coming out of the shower in a Gloria Stefan. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> oh no! Caballero at the front. <laughs> Uh-uh. Or Hispanic linebacker. <laughs> I wonder what Caballero's doing these days. I might have to look him up. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Kamala. I was about to no. say been... Caballero. She's still prosecuting from behind the scenes. <laughs> Everything, every, and maybe it's just the nature of the video clips. And actually, you know, it's funny. So John Stewart's back on the Daily Show, right? Easy. Yeah, which means I might have to try to figure out when it's on and how to watch it again. But uh, right, I watch it now. <laughs> I caught him on TikTok, and he was basically talking about how there was like a series of interviews and stuff where like people were defending Joe Biden and basically saying like Joe is a strong leader behind the scenes, blah blah blah. And basically at the end of the video, he was like. So show us that instead of all the other videos of him stumbling over his words and shit. Like, <laughs> nobody has a camera during those moments. <laughs> Listen, I ain't gonna lie. And this is... I don't know. I, just, I don't even know at this point. I don't understand I said, how... Trump and Joe Biden set records for age of presidential candidates last time they around. ran out. Right. Two elections in a row. row. Like, we really have no one else that we can bring to the forefront. Like, fuck off. (laughs) You all are burying. And and it gets into the conversation that I can't remember if we had this conversation on the show or if we had it or if this was between my mom and I offline, but like they don't give a fuck. They're not long right. for this world. Like, give us people that, like, are actually going to have to live with the consequences of their decisions. Right. <laughs> right. That's why the age of presidency should be at 65. least be a maximum of 65. A maximum. i say a minimum that, like, the... Like, oh, no, it's 35 no, to 65. Period. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Because those are the ages where you have to live with your consequences. <laughs> and even, let's keep it a bug, even 65, you're That's out of there. there. Right. You could go as low as 60. 35 to 55. You have to be in this 20-year window to be able to... That might Now, that might be more... I think I think that's more like it. But see, that, that probably brings along more young, young buck. 
presidents. But again, if you say 35 to 55, like... 35 is still a good age. That's a good, understandable age. And if you vote in a maniac, I guess that's on the people as well. Right, right. So I agree with you. 35 to 55 doesn't sound bad to me. And I'm willing to go as high as 65, but like... Right. Right. On on both sides. I agree like, with that's, that. That's no I mean, more than sixty five. It's just it's absurd. I agree with that. Like your time is done. Move on. Listen, you know, even the older people are like, even my Mima was like, I don't know who would be better at this point, Biden <laughs> or Trump, and I, and I was like, I get it, I get it. Well, I mean, there was there was a a Kennedy that advertised during the uh, Super Bowl, wasn't there? Yeah, um, uh, Robert. Right. How old is he? Oh, raspy Robert. We had our Kennedy. It didn't work. Yeah, but that was because he was assassinated. Right. We don't know that he's on the same shit. Fuck, he's 72. Right on Raspy Robert. I mean, fuck, can we get a candidate that is, like, in his 60s at least? No, I don't think he said everybody hated him, my nigga Robert Swanee. I after hearing him talk a couple of times, and I did try to give him a chance. Like I even went to his own shit. Did you listen to him on Flagrant too? No. You need to listen to that. Okay. Because you know Flagrant too, they ask him real shit, like shit. We was. I mean, honestly, you could get me to vote for a Republican if it was Nikki Haley, like. And she is at least flat out saying, like, no, we're going to raise the uh, the age for retirement. Like, exactly. <laughs> at least she's being honest about this shit. Like, <laughs> No, no, ain't no at least, bitch. <laughs> nah, ain't no, nah. I mean, the age for retirement should stay first... at 65, and we should get rid of any political candidates that are over the age of 65. By the fact that they should be retired. <laughs> She'd be the first uh, president. No, I can't say that. Can I say that? Sure. She'd be the first president that uh, get domestic violence assassinated. <laughs> and it might not be by the first husband. I guess it wouldn't be a first husband. It'd be a first gentleman. First gentleman. <laughs> oh man, where are we going? <laughs> no, I listen. You know, what I'm saying with, with what I with what I just said. Let me make it clear. I have no problem with the woman being president, but no, I'm with Nikki, you. Nikki Haley gives me vibes. <laughs> and they're not good ones. <laughs> Real talk, if her dude isn't statement, like, to where he lives <laughs> out back in the shed. Statement, we gonna first, get this bitch. 
They're going to have a, a whole DV case like they did <laughs> where it's like, well, where did he smack her from? Was it from this angle or that angle? Did he post up in this corner of the house or that corner of the house? <laughs> Was it his front hand or his back hand? Right. <laughs> and then he going to be the next president. <laughs> oh man alright dude we are at uh, you know we've had a good run of shows lately and this one was especially fun because we had nothing coming into this one so right. <laughs> you got anything mm-hmm. to take us out you know my usual Love everybody. everybody. Prepare for the worst. You know, God got us. Amen. Do us a favor, like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell them to troll. Tell a nigga to troll. And with all that, peace out, fools.